and welcome to another episode of Behind the Biography. As always, I'm your host, Joe Thompson, pronouns he and him. This week, we are joined by Brandon Green. Brandon has been a part of the Envision community since he first attended our Junior National Young Leaders Conference back in 2009. Since that summer, he's been celebrated for his community involvement, he's been a leader in the charge against anti-bullying, and has given back to the Envision students that, attend, that intend on following in his footsteps. His work on anti-bullying has even led him all the way to the White House for recognition from President and First Lady Obama. You can hear Brandon as a keynote speaker at our Junior National Young Leaders Alumni Conference in Boston, Massachusetts. But first, here to share in his experiences with Envision, Brandon, I'd like to thank you for joining the podcast. Good to be with you, Joe. So to keep up with the trend here um, on, on the podcast um, in season two, um, essentially what we're doing is we're celebrating the guests who come on the podcast and make sure that we give you all your flowers while you can enjoy the smell of them. Um, and I, I wanted to make sure I started by thanking you again for your continued participation and true, truly your thoughtfulness in giving back to our students. Um, you've been able to provide our students with a blueprint and a roadmap to success. Um, and you truly serve as a constant reminder for our students that they can do all things that they put their mind and effort into. So again, I know I have to, and we have to thank you for, for that. Absolutely. It's uh, great to be back and, you know, after last year not getting to reconnect with everyone in person uh this is absolutely something i've been looking forward to uh and being able to do so virtually from everywhere that we are spread out uh you know definitely thankful for technology that gives us this opportunity so for good sure. to be here awesome awesome man thank you um i know i'm interested and in, uh, hopefully our listeners will be interested in um, going back a little bit in time with you, we want to we talk to 2009 Brandon Green, that the young whippersnapper who was coming in and, and, and received that invitation from Envision to attend our Junior National Young Leaders Conference. Do you remember receiving that invitation from us? I do. Uh, I remember I was in sixth grade and um, <clears throat> one of my teachers gave me a warning or a heads up, I should say, that... Uh, they were going to be nominating me for the program and kind of gave me a little bit of insight about um, why it's important and the things that I would get out of it. So I was expecting something uh, to come in the mail. And when I did, I was so excited. I, I always liked history when I was a kid. And um, the fact, the, uh, the thought of going to Washington, D.C. and getting to see all the monuments and the memorials and connecting with people from all over the country you know that was something that um piqued my interest and i know it also piqued my parents interest getting to <laughs> travel here in addition to learning all of the important uh leadership skills and building connections and uh, having this experience that wouldn't n normally be possible in the small town that i grew up in you know uh, it really helped to um open my horizons and kind of give me that new experience that, um, you know, is really unique and important that I think a lot of people should have as well. Awesome. I 100% I agree. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about that, that, that small town community that you have. Um, you know, I know because I'm, you know, very familiar with you that you and your family did some pretty good fundraising to, to make sure that you, you had the, the right resources to come on out to, to DC. 
Um, and I know the majority of our students are currently in that fundraising space now for summer 22. Um, could you talk to us a little bit about how your community came together to help you raise some funds for the program? Absolutely. Um, when we, uh, one of the first things that we did was um, we went to like a local restaurant in town and asked if they would uh, be willing to help us put on a spaghetti supper. So I think uh, we sold tickets. We put them in like the local little newspaper that we have here, um, just with a little tiny blurb about me and saying that uh, we're having this fundraiser to be able to send me to the conference. And uh, the business owner was super nice and offered to uh, cover the cost of the pasta. Nice. So we were able to uh, collect all of the uh, funds that we did raise. And a lot of people came out, you know, it wasn't just uh, people that I knew. There were a lot of uh, people who had seen it in the newspaper or um, had heard about it from us posting little flyers around town and just wanted to give back and support, you know, a young person in the community who um, who was interested in kind of getting that unique experience. So I think a lot of times that can seem daunting to people. Um, you know, like, will my grandparents be the only one who show up? You know, hopefully not. But uh, we were really impressed with how many people we didn't know decided that, you know, this this was something that they wanted to support and, um, you know, they could get a meal out of it right. too. So <laughs> it was a little bit for everyone while they were doing something good. Yeah, who's not gonna, who, who is it? Who's gonna wanna miss out on a nice uh, bowl of spaghetti for a cause, right? That's right. <laughs> well, you know, parents, if you're listening and you're you're feeling like the, the parents that, that Brandon just mentioned feel like it's a daunting task, be creative, think outside the box. You know, there's more than just the car wash or, you know, going into, you know, your community centers or your churches at home and asking for funds. There are some really creative ways um, that you can tap in with your community to be able to help you with that fundraising. Um, so, Brandon, you, you've, you've gone through the fundraiser, you've gotten your invitation, you've been accepted, and now you're in Washington, D.C., right? Um, what was the most memorable part of being in the nation's capital? I remember we, um, on one of the days, we had went to the White House and um, we were able to go right up on the front lawn outside and just being able to see that, um, you know, that was right after a few months after President Obama had been sworn in and uh, people were really excited about him and everything that uh, he brought to the table. So just being able to see like, wow, you know, that is where so many big decisions have been made. And, um, you know, it's a lot bigger than the president himself. It's the presidency, you know, thinking how how many big decisions and events have happened in that uh, in that uh, building mm -hmm. was just uh, incredible to see. And, you know, you turn around and the Washington Monuments right there, you have the Capitol building. Um, we went to the Vietnam War Memorial and all of the memorials downtown that, um, you know, you see these cool photos of online, but standing there in person and um, just seeing how much effort was put into making them and how many people from really around the world come to that same area to see them uh, and kind of feel the story behind them. It's moving and even as a as a young person, you know, I remember we in our uh, journal, we, we had to learn about these and, you know, 
even though we had heard about them back home in our history classes, you know, being in front of them, learning about them is something totally different with that leadership aspect tied in, you know, like um, how famous presidents have been leaders or, um, you know, not famous people as well right. who uh, have made big differences in our community as well. Um, I think all of that coming together in such a historic place and um, it was just incredible to see and experience firsthand finally. Yes, sir. You're, you're truly speaking to what Envision does well, you know, combining the skills and traits to be able to either be a great leader or to jump into your dream job or test drive out that career that you're interested in and then combine that with the experiential learning of actually doing that thing. Um, it's truly what we do well. Um, for us here at Envision, the most memorable thing about your time at the Junior National Young, Con Young Leaders Conference was um, the ABC organization that we were able to, to learn about. Talk to us a little bit about how that came together initially. Absolutely. So in sixth grade, um, in one of our uh, classes, we were given a project to find ways to end bullying in our community because that was uh, something that was uh, prevalent in our school. Also, you know, a lot was going on in the news um, with uh, bullying cases that got a lot of publicity. So it was something that was really focused on um, from our teachers and school administration. So in our class, we were given a project on trying to find a creative way to end bullying. And my idea was to um, put together this group called the Anti-Bullying Committee. And, um, you know, it was just maybe five or six of us. And we stayed after school a few times a month and uh, hung up signs and put up posters and uh, submitted things for the principal to read in the morning over the announcements about bullying. And, you know, we didn't really do that much that first year, but um, we stuck together. We got kind of our foundation settled and, um, really we're determined not to give up even though you know we weren't really doing that much but as a sixth grader you know we were impressed with ourselves and people were responding well and we put out surveys and uh, really tried to keep our classmates informed um, but what we actually ended up doing was in seventh and eighth grade we expanded from the anti-bullying committee to um, a better community which uh, we tried to keep that same ABC acronym and um we really wanted to instead of solely focusing on bullying focusing on making our school and our community a better place so um we thought that by changing our name and kind of expanding our vision a little more that people would be a little more receptive and willing to get involved because there was so much that they could take part in and you know we did community service uh, we did a coat drive um, we ran events at the end of the school year to get um, the upcoming fifth graders uh, up to the middle school, get them kind of feeling welcome to ease some of that anxiety that kids would have. And we still focused on uh, promoting positive behavior and working on that uh, bullying aspect that we started with. So by when we started, when I was in sixth grade, like I said, it was just a few of us who were meeting after school. And by the time I left, uh, we had about 80 active uh, active committee members, which for our little tiny school, you know, that, <laughs> that was a big amount. Uh, 
and people routinely showed up to our meetings. Uh, we were, uh, like I said, you know, really trying to be as involved as we could uh, with the school and the community. And, um, you know, then we uh, expanded more into really trying to make sure that the group was able to continue after I went to the high school. So uh, that was kind of my last goal when I was in middle school was to make sure there was someone who was there who could take over after mm -hmm. uh, and kind of keep the committee running and doing the good things that they were doing without me necessarily being there. Gotcha. Let me ask you a quick question. Were you able to tap back in, revisit the group? Did it continue? Was it able to continue in the years post you leaving? Yeah, uh, they they kept it up uh, at least for a few years. Nice. Um, the person who took it over after me did a great job and uh, really used her vision to keep uh, keep the group together and keep them kind of transforming into what uh, the school needed or what where they could position themselves to best accommodate that group of kids. You know, because even though it's just a few years, things change, and uh, you know the group was really great at transitioning into fitting exactly what they needed awesome awesome so through the amazing work that you all were doing at abc um you had the opportunity to visit the home of my forever potus and flotus the obamas um talk to us about that experience how did that come together and and what was it like to to kind of be in their presence i know you were right outside those gates before and now you're you're walking the halls talk to us about that Absolutely. So um, in uh, December of my eighth grade year, I think 20, 2010, um, uh, I received an invitation to participate in the White House's first ever uh, White House conference on bullying prevention. And this was run through the Department of Education. So uh, like I said, when I was in middle school, you know, a, a few of these cases got uh, a few cases of bullying got national attention and really showed people from the middle of Wyoming to New Jersey to Michigan that, you know, these are, uh, that kids are being bullied and we need to do something about it if we really summon the courage to do so. Um, so it wasn't just gaining, uh, gaining traction from kids in schools. It was also lawmakers and um, people who really were in the, in the position of authority who could make a difference. So this was a high priority at the Department of Education. And finally, the White House got on board and said this was something that they were passionate about too. Awesome. So uh, I was invited just because they had heard about my story somehow um, <laughs> and the work that we did uh, out here in Burrowville. And uh, so I thought that I was just attending as you know a conference attendee and it's going to get some good resources and things like that. But uh, the day before we left to go down there, I received a phone call saying, you know, the president had heard about my story and wow. uh, was really interested to hear more. So uh, they wanted to meet in the Oval Office before the conference, which was incredible. Um, I remember it was a pouring rain morning and, uh, you know, just showing up to the White House at like the VIP entrance was <laughs> something that uh, I've always dreamed of. And you know, getting to go into the West Wing and then, uh, you know, sitting on the couch in the Oval Office was just wow. incredible. And the president and the first lady, they were so nice and welcoming. And um, they asked about my story and the work that we were doing in Burrowville. 
And then after that, we went over to kind of the big conference itself with, uh, you know, lawmakers and a lot of other people who are also trying to make a difference in their communities back home. Um, so it was a great way to, uh, you know, hear other people's stories and what worked for them in their communities and also to hear, you know, why this was so important. Uh, there were a lot of parents there whose uh, children were bullied and, uh, you know, they were kind of offering that urgency that, you know, now is the time that we have to finally do something about this and try and promote that positive behavior and uh, really do our best to change how kids act in school. Awesome. I, I couldn't see that opportunity for, for a better human being, sir, especially at eighth grade, the work that you were doing, how you were able to speak to that when you attended the conference for us in Washington, D.C., to be able to return back to Washington, D.C., to actually make some changes and to be in front of the right people um, and, and to be an earshot to certain conversations. I know, uh, you know, just empowered you so much. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, and you know, go ahead, go ahead. you know, I will just say one more thing that getting that opportunity when we, when I came back to school, you know, that is really when things started picking up mm. because, you know, uh, obviously when, whenever anyone from a small town meets, uh, the president, you know, people want to hear about it. And, um, you know, I don't just say that to toot my own horn. Um, but this really helped us share the great work that we were doing and um you know not just the fact that i was there but that i was really there representing the group uh that we started and the work that we had done and the progress that we made in our school and after that uh we started working with other schools nearby who were trying to uh institute programs similar to ours and uh you know other groups that just wanted to bounce ideas off of us and we did a bunch of other stuff, like uh, working on a statewide uh, panel with the Rhode Island Department of Education and speaking in conferences and traveling and, uh, you know, really getting the opportunity to um, share the work we did and what worked for us and what didn't work for us in hopes that, you know, similar to why I enjoy speaking at um, all of the conferences here is, you know, I have already seen a lot of what's worked for me and what hasn't worked for me uh, in terms of starting a group or uh, making a difference in the community. So I can't say that, you know, it'll be easy for everyone or that, you know, you can just take what I did and copy it. But I think it definitely helps to hear from someone else, you know, this is something that worked well for me or this is something that didn't work well for me. You, you mentioned um, you've had the opportunity to be a part of speaking engagements conferences um at the top of the, the 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 podcast here i made the introduction and mentioned that you're a speaker at our junior national young leaders alumni conference in boston massachusetts which is another program um, that you were able to take part in after being invited back to an envision program so first talk to us about you know your experience as a student coming to jab and then how you've now transitioned into being a, a speaker for that program Absolutely. Um, so I live in Northern Rhode Island, so it's very close to Boston. Um, so I was excited to, you know, have an have an easy trip up there, but also get to dive into those um, similar to 
in Washington, you know, those historical places. And um, I remember we went to Bunker Hill, um, Concord, all of the places all around that uh, were so influential in uh, forming our country and uh, really having uh, important impacts in history. So I was excited to take that deep dive into that local history stuff that, you know, even though I live close by, I hadn't necessarily done. Um, and uh, I think it was just great to um, have the opportunity to build off what we learned back in DC. Uh, I remember there were uh, six life traits or um, leadership traits that we learned down in, C down in DC. And then we came up to Boston and each of the traits we learned in Boston kind of built off of those. So, you know, goal setting and vision and how they combine and how they kind of work off of each other mm. to uh, help me and help other kids kind of set themselves up for uh, being leaders back home or with whatever they wanted to do, just being a, a strong person in life, really. Absolutely. So what's it mean to be able to inspire now and give back to those students who are sitting in those same seats that you were in and are looking for whatever's next out of this leadership opportunity? Yeah, I think something that I always make sure to say whenever I speak um, at JAB is, you know, I was just a kid, just like everyone who's sitting there watching. Uh, you know, I was shy and um, I had no clue that, you know, someday I would be here speaking. But I remember my first conference that I went to um, in D.C., there was a, a kid and his name was Jake and he was saving bottles of water. Uh, to, I believe, ship to Africa to people who, you know, had uh, limited access to drinking water. And I remember saying uh, when I got done, like, that's something that I want to do someday. So I never thought it would be possible, but, uh, you know, getting to return back and just share my story was something that really completed the, the circle for me. Uh, you know, being able to uh, learn the leadership traits and kind of perfect or try to perfect uh, them in my own life and then apply them back home, teach others how to do it, and then being able to kind of take that step back and reflect on uh, how it worked and what didn't work and what could go better. Uh, it really helped, I think, make me better as a leader. Um, and sharing, being able to share that is just such a good experience because even if only one person hears that and they're inspired to go out and do something so small, you know, it doesn't need to be going out and changing the world overnight. You know, even if you're from a small town and you want to go out and uh, increase recycling or, or something that could be very small um, and not daunting, you know, then you get your feet moving and, uh, who knows what it could turn into, but even that little change can make a big difference. You know, another thing that I always say in my presentations is, you know, look at, I always ask, you know, who has had McDonald's before or who's been to Walmart, mm -hmm. you know, and everyone's hand goes up and all of those massive corporations that are around the world and have stores on every corner, they all started as just one little store in some small town in Arkansas mm -hmm. or a small coffee shop in Seattle. And, you know, they had that vision and that determination to keep spreading their, their view of, you know, this can help people. So 
while people might not exactly be using their leadership traits to start a big business, you never know what your uh, what your little uh, idea can turn into. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. So. Um, we're getting towards the end of our time here with you. Um, I, I want to I want to ask two really important questions. So we talked a little bit about the presentation that you give to the students when you come to Jab and um, what you offer them in terms of an opening keynote speaker to prepare them for what they're going to do for the rest of the week is amazing. So my 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 first question to you is, you know, once a student, well, even if you don't attend our Envision programs. What advice um, would you give to young people who are interested in public service um, or, you know, going out and, and, and making the type of change that you and your cohorts were able to make with the uh, with ABC? Yeah, I think something that um, can be daunting to people is trying to spread their their ideas or their messages. And I think now, uh, even more than just a few years ago when I was at the conference, you know, social media is so big now so is anything online you know we just spent almost the past two years connecting with people over zoom instantly mm -hmm. um you know i think it's much more easier it's much easier now for people to have an idea and share it with others but i think that's really the first step is um you know just vocalizing what you think and if there's something in town that you see that um you know this is a problem or this is something that can be improved you know you can write a letter to um your congressperson or um you know you can go to your town council and they always ask for public input and you'd be surprised but not a lot of people show up but this is the perfect time to really make your point to people who are in charge and who want to hear it because a lot of times they don't know about the things that um kids want to or young people or even adults uh they don't know the things that um you're seeing and if you feel that way there's a pretty good percentage that a lot of other people feel that way too and just don't want to come forward so the thing that i always tell people is you know it, it might seem daunting but once you really put your word out there that you know this is a problem and we should try and do something to fix it i think other people will uh, naturally try and join you or offer you uh, supporting evidence, you know, like, I agree with you. And just that type of uh, feedback can be inspiring and cause you to uh, really think about it more and how you can make a difference or who you can contact and who you can work with or, um, you know, where you can get your word out to get other people involved. Yes, sir. I appreciate that so much. Um, do me another huge favor from your own perspective. Um, talk to the parents who are just now hearing about Envision for the first time, just now hearing about our programs or those parents who are kind of on the fence. What, can, what, what would you say to some of those parents about the, the value of the, of the program and what the students will, will come away with? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, when it can, it can be daunting from a parent's perspective or even a kid's perspective uh you know like i said i was from a small town and um had never really gone away from my parents for a week uh to a place that i had never been and that we were unfamiliar with but uh understanding the value that um children will get from the program is 
almost hard to put in words. You know, you first get the, the social aspect where they're able to, to connect with kids from Hawaii or Florida or Montana or all over the world, all over the country, I should say. Um, and uh, it, it really opens your eyes that, you know, there are other kids out there too who are committed to making a difference or who, um, you know, are leaders on their sports team back home or leaders in the classroom. So I think first seeing the, the social benefits of having that interaction with a diverse group of kids from all over with all different stories and backgrounds, that's powerful. I think the material that um, the scholars walk away with is also very powerful. Like I said, I can still recite all of the 12 leadership values that, uh, that we learned over the two programs. And I still have both of the journals yes. that, uh, that we were given. Um, and you know, that stuff is really simple, but it connects with, um, it connects with the, the scholars and it's stuff that is at their level and that they can understand. And that is important for, uh, for them to incorporate in their lives. And then finally, I think, the experience of going to a new place. Like I said, the thing that I was most excited for about um, going to DC was getting to see the area. And that was some place that I had never been. And it was just a, a unique perspective where um, everyone travels together and it's safe and you have uh, tour guides everywhere you go. And you really get that great experience of um, getting to see the location that you're at, uh, all the monuments, all the memorials and getting that, that uh, lesson of, you know, education and leadership tied into that uh, really makes you remember them after the mm -hmm. fact, and you have a great time while you're there. So I think uh, it's a great opportunity. And I always tell people who uh, are on the fence, you know, I think it's definitely something that will be that will be of value. Um, and something that, you know, children will remember and take with them for a long time. Thank you so much, Brandon, for, for, for laying that out so eloquently. Um, I know our listeners will get a lot out of that, and I hope they take heed to it because it is an amazing experience that we're able to provide. I, you know, the hands-on experience, the ability to take away so much, both tangibly and non-tangibly, is, um, is amazing. So, so thank you for sharing there. Um, in my last few minutes here, we'd like to have a little fun with our, our wrap-up question. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. We'll do a, a quick this or that. Um, so, Junior NYLC in Washington, D.C. or Junior NYLC Alumni Conference, JAB, in Boston. Which program would you pick for your own personal experience and why? I, I think it would be close, but, um, you know, when, uh, as much as I loved Boston and getting to go on the, uh, the old ship and, uh, getting to sleep there overnight and seeing the fireworks there, that was super cool, but I do love, uh, the city of DC and, you know, just getting to experience there and just have my eyes open to, uh, what a cool place that was and, uh, you know, that was something that I'll never forget. So I would have to say uh, DC at Junior NYLC. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Brandon, thank you so much for for spending some time with us here today. It's been a joy to catch up with you. Um, I know I really look forward to seeing you next summer and being with our students at our junior alumni conference in Boston so they can hear from you. Um, is there anything going on with, with you um, right, as of right now? Any, any way for the students to tap in if they're looking to ask you some questions about being a student at the um, Envision programs? Is there a way for them to connect with you? Yeah, I think um, via LinkedIn uh, is probably the best way. Um, you can just search Brandon Green and uh, I should be able to pop up there and you'll see uh, like one of my favorite parts of going to the Envision program is getting to uh, you know, hear everyone's questions at the end. And normally I get to walk around and uh, see most or all of the classrooms and uh, get a chance to interact with the scholars then. So I love answering questions or providing uh, any advice that I can. So uh, I definitely look forward to that. And I look forward to returning in person, hopefully oh, yeah. uh, this summer. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, that's LinkedIn, Brandon Green, G-R-E-E-N-E. Um, this has been another episode of the Behind the Biography podcast. Brandon, thank you again, and we'll see you soon. This has been another amazing episode of Behind the Biography. Thank you to our guest, and thank you so much for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're interested in our programs, please visit our website at envisionexperience.com. Also, we'd love to hear from you. So check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and even LinkedIn, and tell us what you think at Envision Experience.